0: Season too, right? Yeah, that makes it a good time of year. But it's an amazing time of year. But it's a season of change, good change. It is, and I pray indeed as we begin a new sermon series, and that's what we're doing this morning, that your life would be changed, and indeed maybe you might make an impact on somebody else's life. Uh, you have a bulletin. If you didn't get a bulletin, look at the person next to you. There, we are starting a new sermon series today, and the sermon series is freedom. True freedom. And we're going to be starting on this journey, and it's not a journey to freedom. It's a journey in freedom. So for the next month or so, we're going to be speaking about that journey in freedom. And I pray that, indeed, as you take a look at your bulletin there, we've talked about finances, right? Everybody get debt-free. By the way, that's Messiah's goal for you, if you've never been here before, that every single person, every single family is debt-free, we spent some time talking about that, but now we're moving forward in our journey. And to speak about whether it's freedom in parenting, I'll tell you, I'd like a little freedom there. Freedom from, no, just kidding. Whether it's freedom in relationship to your parents and kids, by the way, it does exist. I know parents to let you do anything you want to do, right? But there can be true freedom in your relationship with your parents. And whether that's true freedom in your relationship with your spouse and not freedom from marriage, freedom in marriage or in dating. And finally, there is freedom from, there is freedom from our issues, our habits, the struggles in our life. Indeed, Jesus is our freedom from that. But today we're starting with the, the, the center point of this all, and that's our freedom by faith. Freedom by faith. And all of this, all of this is so that we can follow Jesus even more closely each and every day. So we're starting fresh today, you guys ready? Okay. Okay. The key Bible verse for this sermon series is from Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, page 825, 825 in your pew Bibles, 825, and uh, if you don't have a Bible yet, see that Bible in front of you, it's yours, take it home, take it home, it's our gift to you, use it, and if you didn't bring your own Bible today, that's okay too, you can read it, you can write in it, whatever you want to do. But the key verse for this sermon series, and we're going to spend some time in Galatians today, a couple weeks from now, some time in Corinthians, a couple other areas of the Bible, but the key verse is the first verse. And uh, can you read it with me once you're there, all right, key verse is the first verse, and I'm going to need some glasses, yeah, we're getting old here, hold on a second. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Let's say it together again, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free free and let me start out by saying to your brother or sister if you don't feel free you are you are free by the blood of Jesus and it's for freedom that Christ has set us free but that's actually what I want to talk about this morning for a little bit if Christ has set you free by his death on the cross then why do I maybe sometimes you not feel free why don't I feel free I feel bound to something locked up And not only do I I feel not free sometimes, whether it's the struggles in my life or my relationship with my kids, or sometimes things are going on in the marriage or my issues, why don't I act like it if the Bible says I'm free? And I'm free in Jesus. I don't feel like it, and I don't act like it. You know, if you take a look at the Declaration of Independence, it says we're free, doesn't it? Our government says we're free. You remember what it says in the Declaration of Independence, don't you? We need glasses again. Hold on a second. It says, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are what? You guys know this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So even our government, the statement of our Declaration of Independence says we're free, and we're free in the areas of our life. Everybody's supposed to be free to live their life. Everybody has, what, liberty, freedom, right? And and everybody is able to pursue the pursuit of happiness. Then why don't I feel free in this country? Ever feel like that? Perhaps it's this. Why don't I feel free? Because we talk about freedom of religion. By the way, this is not a political, this is not a political sermon, but we're starting here. Why don't we feel free? Perhaps it's because the Bible's been removed from schools, Perhaps it's because the Ten Commandments, crosses, are no longer in public buildings. Maybe that's why we don't feel free in our religion. Perhaps it's because our teachers cannot lead our students in prayer, even when a student is hurting. Perhaps that's why. Perhaps we don't feel free because it says, right, everybody has the right to life. Everybody has the right to life. Even an unborn child, and that's what they are, not a fetus. An unborn child, perhaps that's why we don't feel free, because everybody's not free. Dear friends, we're not talking about political freedom today. I'm not talking about that. I'm not here to talk about economic freedom either. I'm here to talk to you today about what the Bible shares. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. But why don't I feel free? Maybe you don't feel free. I know that. I know that Jesus died and rose again, but I don't feel free sometimes. And sometimes I don't act like it. Why is that? Well, this morning, perhaps it's this I'm wearing handcuffs. Okay, maybe that's why you don't feel free, Pastor. All right, and yes, these are real handcuffs. These are, were uh, loaned to me by a police officer, right? And you know, it's interesting when you wear handcuffs because you really feel kind of like claustrophobic. You do. You ever, you ever, I, well, if you've never had handcuffs on, believe me, this is like the first time this week, and then I have, and I feel like I can't get loose. All right, I can't do what I want, and you know that if you know what kind of a pastor I am, I'm pretty expressive. So it's going to be kind of odd this morning to go like this, and to go like this, and go like this, right? And so I put these on yesterday to to know what it is to kind of feel bound, and, and uh, well, I think you already now. In fact, it's really hard, can you guys imagine, to put your pants on when you got handcuffs on? You ever try that? Yeah, it's kind of awkward. Or or to put your shirt on because you can't put it in both sleeves, right? It's kind of like into one sleeve, right? And to try to hug somebody, it's kind of like, it's like this, right? It's quite a struggle when you're bound, isn't it? Maybe you don't feel free today. You feel bound in your heart and in your life. Bible says you're free, though. It says that I'm free. It's for freedom that Christ, is, Christ has set us free. So why don't we feel it and why don't we act like it? Well, turn your Bibles and take a look at that. That's what we want to talk about this morning. But the thing to know once again, and I'll repeat over and over again, is you are free. Don't let anybody tell you you're not free and there's nothing you can do. God's accepted you for who you are and forgives us, and has made you free. So turn your Bibles with me. This will be interesting here. All right. So verse 1 says, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. And he's talking there, and he says, stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Aha! That's why these people aren't free. They're burdened again. Look a little further as we continue to read along, and that's how this message will go. We'll read the Bible and talk about it a little bit. Verse 2, mark my words. I, Paul, tell you that if... You let yourselves be circumcised. Oh, there it is. Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he's obligated to obey the whole law. Interesting. Verse 4. You who are trying to be justified by law have been alienated from Christ. You've fallen away from grace. Could that be it? Have we fallen away from grace? Let's read a little bit further. Verse 5, but by faith, here's the key, we eagerly await through the Spirit the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Now you're reading that and going, Pastor, what in the world are they talking about? Let me share with you. Paul, the Apostle Paul had gone to Asia Minor, and by the way, the region of Asia Minor, that's modern day Turkey if you're trying to locate yourself in the world. And he and his missionary team went on a journey there, right, and they shared the good news that it's by Jesus that you're free, that you're saved, and you just trust in that saving message. And those people were Gentiles, they weren't Jews who received that message, they were following in different pagan practices, not following in God's direction, but they heard the grace. But all of a sudden, the problem that Paul's talking along is another group of people come in. Somebody deceived them. They're called Judaizers. And by then to today, you may not remember that. Judaizers. Judaizers were Jewish Christians. And these Jewish Christians were insisting that Christ is not enough. We sing it all the time Christ is more than enough, don't we? But they're saying Christ is not enough. You have to do something. They're talking about Christ plus. And so Paul is, boy, he's unnerved. In fact, if you take a look at your Bible there, Paul's a little bit excited as we read. We'll look at it again. Paul says, verse 2, mark my words. I tell you, do not let yourselves be circumcised because Christ isn't going to be any value to you. Verse 3, again, I declare, he repeats himself. He has to say it again. Every man who lets himself be circumcised, that he's obligated to obey the whole law. And you're thinking, circumcision. Yes, that's what these Jewish Christians were telling the people. You have to believe in Jesus, and you have to be circumcised. And not only that, you have to obey all the laws and all the rituals that used to be part of the Old Testament to earn God's favor, but that isn't anymore. It's for freedom because Christ has set us free. So Paul is unnerved, and he tells them to stand firm, stand your guard, because is freedom free? Yeah, the freedom we've got, but there was a cost that was paid. Christ paid that cost. And we look at that, and we go, okay, pastor, all right. So Paul's telling these folks to be on your guard. Don't give up grace. Don't lay aside grace that Jesus did everything. And don't get circumcised, because if you get circumcised, And you start obeying one thing, right? I have to do one thing right to earn God's favor. I have to wear black shoes, whatever it is, right? And then if I have to do that, I know I can earn God's favor by that, like circumcision. That means that I have to do another thing and another thing and another thing to earn God's favor. And as you think about that, you're thinking, okay, where in the world are we going here? But we said it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. I think that today is not so much different than the time of these people. And here's how I see it. In that time, these Judaizers were saying, you have to do something. I believe we live in a very do society, not a done society. Here's what I mean. We live according to the law. You have to do something, don't you, to earn your boss's favor. Who works, right? If you're working, you have to do something. If you're the boss, you have to earn your own favor, right, and to make your boss happy. If you're a student, you have to do your work and get things right and do well on your tests to make your parents happy, to make your teacher happy, don't you? You see the pattern? You have to do something, and this breaks my heart. If you're a teenager, in fact, we have, you have to do something. You have to dress a certain way to be accepted, don't you? Because if you choose to be different, then you're not accepted. We live in a very law oriented society, and I don't mean law. Yes, we have to have laws and abide by laws. In fact, there's freedom in the, in the order of laws. But we live in a society where you say you have to do everything to, so we can get a little mixed up, can't we? Because if I'm earning my boss's favor, if I have to make my parents happy, and, and guys have their honey-do list, right? We have to make our wives happy. Yeah, all right. If I'm doing and I'm doing and doing, then I must need to earn God's favor too don't I? And we can get trapped. And that's what Paul is warning us this this morning and saying, no, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. There's nothing you can do to be right with God. Turn with me to perhaps the Bible verse that is the basis for the Christian Reformation. Turn back a couple chapters in the book of Galatians to 2 verse 16. Galatians 2 verse 16. 2 verse 16, 15 and 16. Paul says this, Verse 15 of chapter 2 of Galatians. We who are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners know that a man is not justified by observing the law, doing stuff, right? But by faith in Jesus Christ. In fact, the book of Galatians was like the Magna Carta of the church, the early church. And it's the Magna Carta of the time of Martin Luther. In fact, as we go into this month, uh, the last part of this month is Reformation Sunday. And on that Sunday, we celebrate that indeed it's by faith alone, in Christ alone, that we are saved and there's nothing we need to do. And you know what that's called, right? Grace. Grace. You ever hear this before? This is so goofy, by the way. The G for the acronym grace is God's. You ever hear this before? Maybe you heard this. The R is riches. The A is at. The C is Christ. And the E is expense. The word grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. That's why you're in God's favor. That's why He loves you. And you don't have to do something to be accepted by God. You just need to receive by faith the gift already given you. But yet we we continue to live in in the influence of the law, but God gives us His Holy Spirit so that indeed we can live in His grace and freedom. But Paul speaks a little bit further. Would you turn with me again to Galatians chapter 5? We're back on page 825, verse 7. So we're on a journey, though. We're on that journey in freedom. And we want to experience, see the pastor's talking to me about freedom and acceptance and working within God's will. And we're on that journey. Verse 7 says, though, you were running a good race. Everything seemed to be going well, right, in your life, in your relationship with God. And then you felt bound again. Paul says, who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you, verse 9. A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. I'm confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you to confusion will pay the penalty in whoever it may be. Brothers, ancestors for that matter, if I'm still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been abolished. And as for those agitators, boy, Paul gets a little coarse here, I wish they'd go the whole way and emasculate themselves. We're running a good race, but we forget that it's God helping us along the way. And we try to please God. You know, it was up until this past summer, and sometimes, you know how God wakes you up in the middle of the night? You ever had that happen? God says, okay, get up. I need to speak to you. It was one of those kind of nights. And as I was kind of groggy in and out, and I'm watching television, and I shared this with the staff, that I caught somebody on television, a, a TV evangelist. And a lot of times those guys are all emotional, right? And they're saying, get Jesus and do all that kind of stuff, right? And we going, oh, no, but this guy was speaking a lot differently. He was talking about grace. And I thought, who are you? And he was talking about how God accepts us, how he forgives us, and it's totally undeserved. And as I heard that, I thought, that's amazing. I know that, but I'm I living in the law? Now, how many of you guys are type A personalities? you got to get done and get it done yesterday. And a lot of you are not. Good, good. And you, and you feel organized, and you got to do, and you got to do, and you got to do what I can do. In fact, it's a have to, right? I have to do this. I have to do that. Or else I won't feel good about myself. Or else God won't accept me. Or my family won't accept me. I have to, I have to, I have to. That's not the way life should be. It says it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. But he was talking about grace. Are you still bound? What's holding you? What's holding you? You're free. Christ has set you free. And you can have freedom, yeah, in your finances. You can have freedom in your relationship with your spouse. It doesn't have to be so it's judgmental and argumental. You can really have freedom in that relationship with your spouse. And with your kids, it it doesn't have to, fathers, you don't have to exasperate your kids and pound on them with a hammer and say, do that. And I know teenagers can be challenging. I got three of them, all right? But there's a grace way to live our life. In fact, Paul encourages us to do just that. Take a look with me. We go a little bit further. Verse 13. Verse 13, Galatians chapter 5. You, my brothers, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. This morning we've heard that it's been done for us. And there's nothing you can do or need to do to earn God's favor. But it's for freedom that Christ has set you free to live in the grace, not in the law, in the do, but indeed in an attitude of not have to, but I get to. I get to. Sometimes we think that it's all about ourselves, don't we? We think, okay, God, if you could only make this happen, I'd feel like I could do what I'm supposed to do in my life. I'd be freed from my bondage. God, heal me, and we forget about something that it's not just about the freedom of you, Or the freedom of me, it's about the freedom of us, the freedom of us, and serving one another in love. I'm really excited about this sermon series today. I know today is more of an introduction. I'm really excited because I'm looking forward to be free from these. Man, don't do that. To be free from the chains. In fact, Christ says, I am free, but I don't always know how to live in that grace. So, indeed, we're going to share that with you. And what part are you looking forward to? Are you looking to live free in the grace the ways we spoke about with your spouse? You want more freedom? Maybe you want more freedom to live in relationship with your parents and it can happen. It can happen, not freedom off your parents, freedom with your parents, right? Or or whether it's freedom from struggles or depression or whatever it is, we're going to be speaking to those things and hearing what God has set us free and how we can live in that freedom. You know what I'm really excited about? Freedom in parenting. A lot of times uh, we can live in that do world. And especially now, this time of year, how many of you guys like to rake? Raise your hand. You like to rake? Oh, my goodness. Everybody hates raking. All right. Okay. All right. This is a good choice, isn't it? I love to rake. Of course, I love to shovel, too. And my son, well, he's like most teenagers. He hates it. He hates raking leaves. Leaves are like dishes, right? Or like clothes. Ladies, you know what I'm talking about? There's like more and more and more and more. Who wants to do that? Because it never ends. Oftentimes, and this breaks me to the heart sometimes, I'm going out, I've gone out with my son, Curtis, and I've said, hey, buddy, I need you to get that done now, right? You're supposed to rake the leaves. That's your chore. You do it. Is that a grace-filled way of doing it? No. But then I've had the opportunity to say, you know what? Let's do this together. Let's do this together. You go ahead. I'll rake the big pile. And you can go ahead and rake it onto the tarp and haul it to the backyard, and I'll rake up another pile and you haul it. It goes like that and back and forth. It's like forever. There's something a little bit different there. It's not living under the law, it's living in the grace and the acceptance and the love and forgiveness of Jesus Christ. Not because I have to, because I get to, because Christ has set me free. What's it for you? The Bible says it's for freedom that Christ has set you free. Do you want to be free? you are let nobody tell you otherwise and we indeed go together now in that journey in freedom knowing that God will give us the strength to live as the free people that he's called us to be and all God's people ready to do to say that say amen Amen. now I've been bound in these handcuffs here and there's no pastor Ed around to set me free this is not good all right well, imagine this, okay? The point of today's illustration was that you, you can't do this alone. Somebody else has the key, don't they? Christ has the key. And tell me, let me tell you, it's awesome being free. And knowing the love of Jesus Christ, He loves me for who I am. May you indeed be free each and every day. In Jesus' name, amen.